Hi, I'm Naomi. And I'm Harry. We are back for another episode of When Harry Met Saudi, just in case you hadn't had enough already. Just to recap the premise of our podcast for new listeners, essentially each week, Naomi and I will discuss a topic related to Saudi Arabia, its foreign policy and or its economy. At least 80% of the motivation for this podcast is to make your dinner party conversations more eloquent, to impress your family with your extensive knowledge of Saudi Arabia. And the other 20%? Um, well, obviously our genuine love and enthusiasm for talking about Saudi Arabia, Harry. Uh, oh yeah, that one, yeah. Yemen was last week's topic, but it turns out there's more to Saudi Arabia's dramatic foreign policy than just one war. So this week we're turning to a more general discussion on weapons. Why are we talking about weapons today? It's a hot topic at the moment, particularly with Saudi Arabia's involvement in the Yemeni civil war that we were talking about last week. In light of the sort of tragic events that are happening out there, um, like the bombing of a school bus in which 40 children were killed, a sort of question that's being increasingly asked is, how is Saudi Arabia getting the weapons to do this? And like, who is supplying these weapons? Um, I guess the obvious question is, who is supplying the weapons? Yes. Well, uh, in the case of this event, the weapons used were found to be an American-made bomb. (laughs) However, while America now accounts for more than half of Saudi Arabia's arms imports, they're followed by the UK, Canada and France, all of our favourite liberal democracies. Although I will mention that Germany has stopped, but we're going to go into this more later. This all adds up to Saudi Arabia being the world's largest importer of arms. The general picture is that there's big money to be made in Saudi Arabia. How much money are we talking? Do you have any figures? Or Well, I do. According to the Financial Times, deliveries of defence equipment and services to Saudi Arabia have risen sharply from $1.9 billion in 2009 to a peak of $8.3 billion in 2016. So I'm guessing this is quite big business for countries selling the weapons? Well, actually, not necessarily. To take the US as a case study, the value of its arms uh, exports in Saudi Arabia in 2017 came to a total of $2.94 billion. And to put this in perspective, um, that's around 18% of US exports to Saudi Arabia and only a tiny fraction of total US exports, coming to only 0.13% of all US exports. If it's only such a small amount, um, why is is there still a demand? Why are they still supplying them with weapons, considering there's a tiny, tiny fraction of all their exports? Well, um, although it might not mean that much to the countries, in the grand scheme of the countries' um, economies, it does sort of have a big impact at company level um, and where these sales do count for quite a bit. Oh, I see. How so? Well, to continue with the US example, in 2017, um, an arms deal was agreed with Saudi Arabia in which the US agreed to sell $110 billion worth of arms to Saudi Arabia. Whether or not this will end up being the real value that's spent is up to debate. However, Lockheed Martin... Uh, who? A defence and aerospace group. Ah, oh, right, I see. But yeah, this group have established that if this that if that total of 110 billion dollars were to be spent, they would be in line to receive 28 billion dollars from this. 
So while there's been a while it's been a drop in the ocean for the US as a whole, it's a considerable amount for the companies involved. So looking forwards, is there anything that's been done to change this? I mean, the countries that sell arms to Saudi Arabia must care somewhat about the, you know, their use and bombing of school buses. Well, for the most part, you'll be perhaps under surprise to hear that they unfortunately don't. The British and American responses to the civilian deaths caused by Saudi Arabia in Yemen have been, to put it lightly, rather lacklustre. In response to the bombing of the school bus in August last year, the most the UK and US could muster was to express concern, although both did call for an investigation of some variety. <laughs> you said at the beginning that for the most part... Of course, um, Germany no longer exports arms to Saudi Arabia. Actually, in November, Germany took the steps to ban arms sales to Saudi Arabia, and this was in response to the killing of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi in Turkey. As part of this, there was a ban on parts that are used um, in arms sold to Saudi Arabia by other countries, meaning that um, the effect of this ban had the potential to be amplified throughout the supply chains, not just in Germany. Oh, right. So is it only Germany that's taken this step, or have other countries done so too? Well, both Finland and Denmark have also followed in Germany's steps by halting the sales of arms to Saudi Arabia. I'm no expert, but I'm guessing they uh, don't count for quite as much as maybe the US or the UK? Well, it might not in the big picture. It is nevertheless a step in the right direction when you think about it. Plus, the decision to ban the sales of parts that will end up in arms sold to Saudi Arabia has the wider implications beyond Germany. All right. So what, what, what are these wider implications? What could they be? Well, now we are on to one of our usual suspects, Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt. Oh, no. Hunt. Um, oh, yes. Just last week, it was reported by the German newspaper Der Spiegel that um, Hunt sent um, a letter to the German foreign minister expressing concern regarding the impact of Germany's ban on the ability of British defence contractors to fill their contracts, fulfil their contracts. So, like, he was expressing concern that Germany um, was... that yes. Germany put this ban in place. It's yes, just... concern that they're not selling weapons. Yeah. <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> Interesting. That that that's a great shame. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, we appear to lack any sort of moral backbone over here, or at least money speaks. Especially as Saudi Arabia accounts for thirty six percent of the UK's defence industry exports, and Mr. Hunt um, certainly appears to have his priorities. Um, whether they are agreeable or not is another question. So I'm guessing, uh, judging by the uh, actions of our foreign secretary, we're not going to be stopping selling arms to Saudi Arabia anytime soon. Yeah, I imagine you're probably quite right there. Although there is an increasing uh, pressure on the government from other aspects of the British um, political scene. Um, just the other day, the House of Lords Select Committee on International Relations deemed the government to be narrowly on the wrong side of international law. Actually, the, the full quote reads as follows. I'll just get it up here. The government asserts that in its licensing of arms sales to Saudi Arabia, it is narrowly on the right side of international human, humanitarian law. Although conclusive evidence is not yet available, we assess that it is narrowly on the wrong side. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert on international humanitarian law, but how can someone be narrowly on either side of it? Surely it's a pretty cut and dry situation. Well, this is a good question, to which I am not entirely sure of the answer. However, being narrowly on either side is um, kind of a cause for great concern. The committee's report goes on to say that they believe that the arms being exported to Saudi Arabia are likely to be the uh, cause of significant civilian casualties. Um, it's, it seems that it's not a great picture at the moment. It's almost like everyone knows that bad things are happening with these weapons, yet no one's really willing to stop it happening. Yeah. Unfortunately, the picture really is not great. With many countries, the UK and the US included, still continuing to export arms to Saudi Arabia. That being said, the German ban is a step in the positive direction. We need to remember this. And its effects are being amplified, and that can only be a good thing. Um, it does, uh, um, in fact, seem to, like the tide is starting to turn, albeit extremely slowly, as Germany did not back down when pressured by Jeremy Hunt, and the US House of Representatives voted to end US support in the war for Yemen. Whether this will pass in the Senate or survive a veto by Trump is another question. However, the overall picture is that a growing sense of uneasiness with the selling of weapons to Saudi Arabia is definitely becoming more and more of a reality in light of the current humanitarian situation in particular. So, as we come to the end of our second podcast with When Harry Met Saudi... Do you, Harry, feel like you have a good idea about the depressing industry of selling arms to Saudi Arabia? Unfortunately, yes. I kind of wish I didn't. I didn't quite realise the full extent to which it is just viewed as another business. Yeah. It's kind of depressing. These are people's lives we're being talked about here in value of just, you know, billions in exports. It's quite upsetting. Such is the nature of capitalism. Um, anyway, um, next week we're actually going to move on to the big old question of religion and how it functions in Saudi Arabia. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too, me too.